the people who are applauded and given high status are the ones who do it all and do it really well. And we know that's, you know, that's not really possible without burning yourself out. But yeah, that's not what we see. That's not what we're told we should be striving for. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely glorified. And to be honest, like I've glorified it because what better than to feel like you can be superwoman? You thought it, but we said it. I'm Alexis, a certified leadership and life coach. And I'm Sam, a licensed therapist, and we consider ourselves mindset gurus. Perspectively Yours is our platform where we dive headfirst into conversations on topics that can make or break us. We speak to women about the things we often think, but don't say out loud, how we can shift our perspectives around them to build our resilience and normalize our experiences. This is for the woman who wants a full plate and a full cup without burning out. We're bringing our expertise to the table to give you game-changing tips on how to shift your perspective. So let's spill the tea and get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of Perspectively Yours, where the shit hits the fan, (laughs) quite literally. (laughs) Yes, we are talking about the myth of balance, which seems like this really interesting idea that we have in our heads, especially as women, that we're going to like, we just, if we just get it all right, like all these 50 bajillion things that we're doing, it will all be fine. And we'll give equal amount of time and energy to everything. If we just had our schedules lined up perfectly and everyone cooperated and we were robots, everything would be great. Who came up with the word balance? Was it a man? Oh, like it had to, it have, had been. to have been. <laughs> I don't think it should be a real world, real word. No. Balance, like, well, and I think the thing here about balance is people have this wild misconception that balance means I can do all of the things that I want all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean all at the same time, like well, literally at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. within the course of, you know, a week, a month, whatever, that all of these things on their plate can be equally juggled so that they each get the attention that they need Mm -hmm. in order to be successful Mm -hmm. or fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And Alexis and I just gave it a nice visual because we're all about visuals here on Perspectively Yours, where if you put all your kids' toys in the middle of a merry-go-round and spun that thing like crazy, and then you're trying to pick up all the toys and put them back on while it's still spinning, then I'm pretty sure that's what my brain is like (laughs) 24-7. Yeah. I mean, it just, it really sums it up. That is how it feels for me too. Is like, oh, if we just, maybe if we just perfectly timed getting this thing back on the merry-go-round, then it won't fall off again. Maybe if we tie them to the merry-go-round, like we, I think that's the other thing too, is like, we're constantly trying to find a way to like make it work, rework it and rework it and rework it. Because if we just do it this way, this time, it's all going to work out perfectly. And then we exhaust ourselves trying to rework it. But at the end of the day, you can't do it all. You can't do it all. Our friend Brittany just posted a reel actually about this today. And I, I shared it because it was like spot on. I actually didn't see that. I'm going to need to go back and look at it, but I mean, it's just so true. And I think especially as 
women who, I mean, women really have been sold the idea of like, we can Mm -hmm. do it all. We were just talking about the Barbie movie earlier. You sent me something about that. And that, that really sums it up is like somehow in all of this, like, well, women can do anything. It's like, well, I guess we should just do everything then. And that's not realistic at all. We can't keep doing that. But I also think it's almost sometimes about being like the perfect partner Mm. too. And I think there's a a deep social piece there that because we figure it out, we'll continue to figure it out. You and I were having this conversation offline Mm -hmm. the other day. Mm -hmm. And so we then continue, you know, we talk about resiliency as a muscle. This is the same concept because we figure it out, right? This is a piece of building resiliency. Mm -hmm. We are now expected to continue doing it because it becomes easier and easier for us to do. Mm -hmm. But there was something else that I wanted to share. Oh, have you ever seen the meme where it's the mom who's going through the house, but she wanted to refill the paper towels and she ends up going through the entire house and cleaning up her kids' toys and putting other things away and making a to-do list and all on her way on this journey, you see her go through the house and it's like her brain stops at each of these different spots to do something else because she knows while she's there, she can get it done. And like an hour and a half later, she gets back to the paper towels. Yeah. Yep. That's my brain daily. Same, same, exactly the same. And I saw so many people relating to that. And you, you mentioned the piece that I think is so important in this is that women have been and are really capable to figure it out. And we do, we figure it out. And then it ends up being this massive mental and emotional labor that we're doing that nobody else is having to figure out because we're continuing to do it. And the other piece of it also is like, if we aren't trying to juggle all the things, then who else is going to take them on when we decide that we can't? take them anymore. Yeah. Or we're feel like a failure because we didn't. And then, and I'm going to take this one step further because even in the workplace, Mm -hmm. right, let's talk about like women are still underpaid compared to men Mm -hmm. and yet constantly in this position to figure it out. And yet men get paid the big bucks. I'm like, that's really irritating. And I'm not saying across the board by any means, but it's just, there's just such a discrepancy. There's such a, an inequity there yeah. that is like blood curdling to me. It is. Yeah. And it's interesting because you think about it in the workplace and personally and in so many aspects of our lives. And I just, I don't see other, I, like I don't see men doing the same thing at all. It's really fascinating. They're not worried about balancing their home lives and their professional lives. And how are we going to get people to dance classes and what are we going to eat for dinner? So it's just- But it's interesting though, because it's funny because actually I was talking to my husband about this because I was talking about like, especially in motherhood now, like being overstimulated And I do think his brain works very similar to mine, but the difference is the priorities. Mm. So he is constantly thinking of what else needs to get done. So I want to give him total credit there, Mm -hmm. but we bump heads because our priorities on what needs to get done are different. Mm. Like I think about the Mm day-to-day needs of cooking, cleaning, driving to daycare, picking up from daycare, taking him to the doctor's appointments, whatever the case is, whereas he's focused on things that are more... I'll say more traditionally like male, but 
he does all of it. Mm -hmm. It's just that we then conflict on what needs to be done that day and what the priority is. Yeah. So, because it's, he gets overstimulated too. It's like, you can watch his wheels turning of like, how do I get all of these things done simultaneously in 24 hours? Yeah. Well, that's a good point too, of like, I guess that the things that we're like, quote, balancing or that we're supposed to be balancing are, they do look different. It's not that it doesn't exist for men. It's just that for women, it looks one way and for men, it looks another way. Right. And that's fair play. I yeah. was going to say the, the, the show, the movie fair play. Mm-hmm. I have the game. I have not convinced him to play it just yet, but fair play. I got him to watch with mm-hmm. me and like, it was a really great conversation. Yeah. And I think that that would help then with the balance aspect as well. Um, and I was thinking that when we're pursuing balance, like thinking that we're pursuing it suggests that we can evenly distribute our time and energy across all the domains. What do you think are some of those common misconceptions about achieving balance? Can it hinder your personal growth and happiness? Or do you think it works for people to like help them continue to grow? I mean, I'd say both, but I think it depends on what the priorities are for someone. Um, Like someone who needs I think most people function better in organization Mm -hmm. and clean and organized houses, right? Mm -hmm. However, um, you and I were just having this conversation too, where if we overemphasize the need for that organization and, you know, putting things away, making sure the dishes are done, we then prevent ourselves from having the time for something else that feels just as much like a priority that we then don't get to because we're not willing to let something slip a little bit. And it's, someone actually said to me, and I think this kind of plays in like, are you okay with giving 80% instead of a hundred percent when it comes to certain things? Mm-hmm. Like not everything has to be mm-hmm. at a hundred percent. And I definitely struggle there mm-hmm. because I function in the space that everything needs to be at a hundred percent. Yeah. And I've gotten better with that as I've gotten older for sure. And it's funny because again, what I want to keep at 80% Rob wants at a hundred percent or what Rob and vice versa. So like, again, it becomes that those priorities, that's where communication comes in. But like, for instance, um, Alexis and I are both uh, beauty counter brand advocates. I know she mentioned it in our last episode. I didn't, but I am as well. And we were just talking about how, like, if I, I didn't necessarily get to a lot of the things I wanted to get to for our holiday coming up because I had to prioritize other things right now. I was, um, my husband is traveling for work. So I'm a lot of it's on me and I have help and support, but most of it is on me. And so having the time and energy to be able to put towards that has been a lot slimmer. And even though that's a priority, there has to be a little bit of slip, but then when I have the time, I have to not be so focused on making sure the dishes are away mm. so that I can put the work into where I feel it needs to be. Yeah, totally. And then like, I think of the quote, I can't remember exactly who said it, but you can have all the things. Was it Greg Renfrew who said it? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> Maybe. She's the founder of Beauty Care, yeah, by the way, yeah. and she is a force. She is. But you can have all the things. You just can't have them at the same have time. At the same time. So you can't have the perfectly cleaned house and the dishes always done and also give all the time that you want to to your kids that you need for connection and also give all the time that you want to your business and to your, you know, to your job that you also have and to your spouse and 
all the things to be making sure that you're taking care of your body, that you're eating really great meals. Like when you start listing it, you can't give a hundred percent to all those things. You can, you can do it all, but not all at a hundred percent. And I think that that's one of the things that we kind of have to be thinking about when we're balancing everything out is we're just spreading ourselves a little bit thinner, the more that we add to it. So if you want it to be equal, then you might have 10% for each thing instead of, well, just give 80% to this thing so that I can give 100% to this other thing. Yeah, it's, um, and it's, I think that's where the perspective shift comes in, right? Because let's use kids as an example. Well, if I'm not giving my child all of the attention during like a waking hour for playtime, then I'm being a bad parent mm-hmm. or I'm not helping them develop and learn. Or I'm not giving my spouse the time that they deserve, you know, when we both work and then that's not fair to them. And okay, so some of those things may be true, but they don't have to be true all the time. Mm -hmm. Because if you continue to not put the priority on what you need, then you're never going to be a priority. And so balance is always going to feel unattainable because you're never also going to end up feeling fully, fully fulfilled, Mm -hmm. but a full, right? I mean- how about framing it instead? Like, so perspective shifting is reframing. So reframing it is my son, because I have a, I have a son. Um, my son will get to see his mom working hard for something that she believes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or the time that I can give him is enough. Yes. And is valuable. The time that I can give is valuable. Yeah. And I do like I sit there and I play with him when, you know, in the mornings before I start work and we we do the love every box subscription. Mm-hmm. And so we sit there and we play and we do all the things. And then sometimes later in the afternoon, like when I pick him up or if he's home, my dad comes over and watches him. Um, he might be in the playpen or a swing or his bouncer. And that's OK, too. It doesn't make me a bad mom. Mm-hmm. Does it make me a neglectful mom? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the biggest shifts that a lot of us have to make is that our decisions don't equal that we're bad parents, bad wives, bad people. Um, Like we're all just trying to choose the best that we possibly can do. And we're when we are framing it like, well, if I can't give 100 percent, then I'm bad at this. That's it really we have to shift our perspective. Otherwise, we really get stuck down a deep, dark whole of failure or we don't start at all yeah. or we don't start at yeah. all like that's it's funny because as i um and alexis and i both lead teams through beauty counter as well and one of the earliest comments or kind of pushback that we get and now i get is well i don't know how to fit this on my plate and i don't know how to do this so i'm not going to do it and the funny thing is, is that everyone who ends up joining us says, I wish I would have done it sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, because one way or another, when something's important to you, you make time for it. Um, it's just a matter of how much of that, you know, full circle pie, full pie circle you can give that piece that you can give to mm-hmm. it. I don't even know if that was full English the way I tried to explain <laughs> that, but that's okay. You got the gist of what I was saying. We know. <laughs> You got it. You, I was speaking in Sam. Rob calls them Samisms. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, it's so true. Like you don't have to, like when you start something, you don't have to be giving it this like massive hundred percent energy. 
you can give something a small amount of energy and and start like that's okay too. Or you can decide like, I really want to give this a lot of energy and it just means that I'm going to have to give a couple of other things a lot of energy, a lot less energy. Like I would love to cook more interesting food and I would like to cook more often. It doesn't really happen that much right now. I was just talking to my friend earlier today about how instant pot, slow cooker, frozen vegetables, and really simple stuff is like where it is at right now. That is not my personal love. I love good food and I love cooking good food, but that is just where it is. And I know that for this season and this time, if I want to focus on all these other things, like putting my time and effort into really elaborate, delicious food is maybe not in the cards for every day. Well, the other thing I think too, and this goes back to the conversation we're having a little bit before, I feel like when you're not consistent about the things that you're choosing to quote unquote balance, you are going to feel like you're chasing a merry-go-round because you're constantly trying to figure out where it's going to fit in. Whereas if you were consistent about what you were choosing to balance, there's a Mm. different sense of accomplishment, of success, of fulfillment, because you know on the regular, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And so I'll use, for example, and I, I fall victim to this all the time where I work in my nooks and crannies, but I really don't even like that because I'm exhausted and I know I'm exhausted. I also have a very high capacity. So like I don't burn out quickly, but it's almost like I like push the button. Like how far can we, how close can we get to to burning out? Can we go just a little bit further? And I, and then I wonder why I'm exhausted. I mean, I decided to throw an MBA on the table when I was going through IVF or well, actually it was right before, but I mean, it was wild, yeah. but I'm a glutton for punishment. That's what I do. If, like anyone knows me, my actually my boss had said to me, my former boss, she goes, Sam, you take one thing off your plate and you put two more on. Oh man. That's that's how I function. It's not necessarily always healthy. So for folks out there who are like that, Alexis, <laughs> that's totally how we're here. <laughs> Why do you think this podcast has come to be? Because I found someone as insane as I am to do more <laughs> things in the fourth quarter. Cause it's a insane few months. My husband's traveling like nonstop for work. I'm busy in my nine to five. It's our busy season. It's busy season for beauty counter. And I decided to launch, or we decided to launch a podcast in fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Actually, our podcast manager was like, do you guys want to do this right now? And I was like, yes, full speed ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're motivated. We work better under pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And i I mean, we have gotten it done and we've been able to do the things, but I, I just, I'm thinking and reflecting back on times in my life when I have felt really stuck and frustrated have been when I have been attempting to achieve this myth of balance of, I need to give all of these things, all of my attention and it really Mm -hmm. matters. And eventually I, you know, you realize that you can't do it. And when I have felt so stuck is that when I just continue to try and do it instead of just not just, but instead of stepping back and realizing, okay, some of these things have to go, or how can I continue to meet this need? Maybe not in the way that I would love to, maybe not in the Mm -hmm. ideal way that I would love to, but that I can still get this need met and know that I'm still taking care of myself and still taking care of my family the way that 
like needs to happen. I actually just got a visual while you were talking. It was like a tire stuck in the mud. Like they just mm, keep spinning yeah. and spinning and spinning. Right. And not, not being able to get, I agree. I feel like that's when I felt the most stuck. Also, it's like, I'm constantly in fight or flight mode. And that's the other thing too, is that when you're constantly chasing this balance of having really too many things on your plate and you're, you're learning from two experts and who, who try to balance too many things at <laughs> once. So we're speaking from personal experience here. Um, I just lost my entire train of thought. What was I saying? I don't even know. Tire what did spinning. I, say? I know tires spinning. Oh, when I feel the most burnt out is because you're constantly trying to remember that to that mental load. Like you're constantly trying to remember all the things that need to get done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's unavoidable for sure. Um, but I also think, and I, I need to practice this more, but like scheduling time in and like, for example, like Alexis and I wanted to get this podcast done. Right. So we set Tuesdays as our day to like really work. And sometimes I do that even with my beauty counter business. I actually even do that in my nine to five mm -hmm. where I will like hop on a meeting with someone like a, we use WebEx, like a WebEx meeting. Mm -hmm. And we will work talking to each other because I'm more productive having someone there with me than sometimes when I'm left to my own devices and I'm sidetracked by every single thing. I'm actually surprised I don't have ADHD. Either that or I'm very high function. <laughs> <laughs> my head is all over the place, like multitasking beyond belief. But the other thing is too, there's also the saying like jack of all trades, expert of none mm -hmm. or master of none. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes what happens too, like when you're trying to chase this perfect balance. So you have to pick the things that you need at 100% and pick the things that you're okay with being at less than 100%, yeah. like even 50%. Like today, tonight I, I plugged the easy button, pushed the easy button. Yeah, pushed. We don't plug buttons. We push buttons. Um, Samism, strike two. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parents, thank God for them. They cook me dinner, especially when Rob's away. And I had my mom and dad, if I have to give him credit, he probably made the sauce if mm. I know. Um, even though it's my mom's recipe, my dad does most of the cooking now, but they made a, a pot of sauce and meatballs. And so I heated it up and shared it with Logan and dinner was done. Nice. And guess what? The dishes are still in the sink. <laughs> I, I think that just made me think about how a lot of us avoid asking for help because it's not going to be done the right oh, way. Yes. And then we never get help because, well, I'm the only one who can do it right. Instead of accepting the help, knowing that it might not be done the way that we want it to be, but that's okay. Like, it doesn't mean that other people can't learn. Like if there's something that really needs to be done a certain way, like that's okay. But also I, I see it all the time with people who don't want to ask for help because if someone helps them, it's not done the right way. And that like explodes their entire world. And so they just end up more burnt out. What's funny is I'm, I don't ask for help often, but not because of that but because I feel guilty that I should be able to do it mm. or that I should be doing it. Even though in fairness, it should be someone else sharing that responsibility, you know, wink, wink spouse. <laughs> I also do feel guilty not doing it because it's funny. You and I actually talked about this in our, our um, mindset yeah. coaching session. Mm -hmm. Like Alexis flat out said to me, why do you think that you should be the one doing everything. Yeah. 
And you know why? Because there's really a root cause there. Because I think I what I said to you was, I'm not enough if I don't do it all. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to be superwoman. I should be doing it all. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, or I'm being irresponsible if I'm not mm-hmm. doing it. I'm being lazy if I'm not doing it. So you've got folks, I think, who are on two ends of that, of either I want it done my way and I can't relinquish control or I feel guilty that I should be doing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh man, that was such a, such a big one because I, I think we see in our culture, we really glorify that super mom, super woman type of person. Like we see the people put on a pedestal who do do it all. Like we love those people and we hate them at the same time. But it's what we see, like the person who's resting for themselves is not getting a pat on the back. The person who's outsourcing all of their needs is not getting a pat on the back. You are not receiving accolades for asking for help or hiring out help or or creating a community of people that are sharing the load. The people who are applauded and given high status are the ones who do it all and do it really well. And we know that's, you know, that's not really possible without burning yourself out, but yeah, that's not what we see. That's not what we're told we should be. You're right. Striving You're for. absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely glorified. And to be honest, like I've glorified it because what better than to feel like you can be superwoman, mm-hmm. right? It feeds our own ego too, as to like how capable we are and what we can handle. And I do think it's it's amazing what women can do in particular. I mean, I'm going to speak to like, and I didn't breastfeed by choice, but women who breastfeed and had had a C-section, like, wow, mm-hmm. like that's draining all in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And then all these things that you're expected to do. And that's why, like, I always tell my husband, like, to have a kid, like you need to raise them with a village. Like they need to grow up with a support system of people they know they can lean on mm-hmm. when you're not there. Even if it's not because you're not there, it's because they have a connection and a relationship with someone else. And I think building a village for ourselves and as women, like knowing that it's okay to like take a step back is really important. But again, a perspective we have to shift because otherwise we fall into that can more can fall into a really dark place when all of a sudden you burn out. Yeah. Yeah. And it also it's it's almost like the the generational wealth of teaching our kids that kind of we need to have mm-hmm. community and we can't do it all ourselves. Um, because when you model that for your kids and show them how you exist with other people and it's not just one sole provider all the time taking care of all the things and managing all the stuff. It teaches your kids then to expect that when they become adults and you know they have their own kids and their own families that they're working on and they're going to be like what are you talking about you I'm expected to do all of this myself like this is not the way that it's supposed to go but it also teaches them to create it mm-hmm. like and I grew up I used to joke that my house was like a revolving door because 
my my mom is like the mayor like she knows everybody she meets you on the street you're invited to christmas dinner like that's how she is that's very much how i am i think it drives my husband nuts but too bad but you create a network that way of people that you can lean on because otherwise it can feel very isolating mm-hmm. and just to even my head's all over the place but back to like what you said before about the outsourcing like work that was actually a, a big argument early on when we got the house and we did, Logan wasn't here yet but we both work full time and we both work pretty big jobs. And I said, I want a cleaning lady because I don't want to be spending my weekends cleaning Mm -hmm. when there's so many other things I want to use my time for. And if we can afford to do that or prioritize making that an affordable expense, I want to because you and I are going to, that's the time that we get to enjoy with one another. After work, we're burnt out. Mm -hmm. Like we're not in a position where that's going to be overly challenging. And and I started out with once a month. And then when Logan came, I said, we're up in it yeah. every other week yeah. because it just wasn't, it, it's, I, I can't imagine having to scrub toilet bowls right now. Yeah. And I guess that's a privilege for me to be able to do that. And I acknowledge that, but it was definitely where I needed some assistance or leaning on my family for meals. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I'd probably be starving half the time. Yeah. I mean, we're just really not meant to be doing the level of things that we do. We're not meant to be doing all of the cleaning, all of the cooking, all of the caretaking, all of the managing of everybody's doctor's appointments and schedules and also working full time and maybe also having a side hustle or four, you know. My babysitter was like, so you have three full-time jobs pretty much. I'm like, mm, yes, that is correct. Yeah. That is essentially yeah. what I have. Yeah. So well and the other thing too is like Again, when you're chasing this balance, I'm going to bet, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I'm going to bet that most people are not making themselves a priority on that list. Yeah, you almost never do, especially if it's a mom. Like They just are going to think of literally everybody else except for themselves because there's so much that has to be done. When you put yourself on the list, somebody else and their needs get dropped. At least it feels that way. And yeah, and then you feel selfish. Right. And so this is another opportunity to shift your perspective of instead of I'm selfish for putting myself on the to-do list, it's I'm showing up best for my family when I put myself on the to-do list. And I'm saying for my family because I'm a mom and you're a mom, so we have families that we're taking mm-hmm. care of, but I mean even if it's if it's not that way, if it's you and just a spouse or something like that, knowing that you really have to prioritize, you have to be your own best advocate for your needs and what you need to be taken care of. And you can't even begin to try to, quote, balance at all if you're not taking care of yourself. You'll burn out so much faster. Yeah, my favorite quote is, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's easy for me to say, but it again takes practice. And so when you schedule that time in, because sometimes it, that can be difficult, or make it a non negotiable, like this is the time that I need, like once a week to do something for me, mm-hmm. then that becomes your time. And that can be, you know, that you're exercising or you're working on your side hustle or you're connecting with people, you know, in a conversation must be nice, right? To be able to like <laughs> chat with people, have a real, not via text message, um, you know, because relationships are important, but prioritizing it is what's going to be best for you 
and those who you take care of in the long run. I mean, even I'll even use work as an example, right? If I'm up to 11 o'clock at night on a regular basis working on projects, come regular working hours, I'm going to be of no use to anyone when I need to still perform between the hours of nine and five. Mm -hmm. So what good is that burnout if I'm not taking the time to rest? Yeah. And we deserve to prioritize ourselves. That's that's the other message I want to like really put out there. And this is again, particularly for women. You deserve to have time for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I matter enough. Like I'm important enough. And it really takes a certain level of self-worth to be able to say that I really am important enough to have to take out this time. Like something else might not go the way that I want to, and it doesn't matter because this is really, really important for myself. Yeah. And I think when it comes to letting someone else down, at least for me, or doing something for someone else, like I'll always go, oh, I'll figure it Mm -hmm. out. Right. We go back to that earlier conversation. Well, I'll fit it at another time. And so you continue to really devalue you. Mm -hmm. I forget who said this. We we have lots of quotes around here, but um, you teach people how to treat Mm -hmm. you. If you change that dynamic, you change that conversation, you can reteach people. It might not always go, you know, the way you want it to right away, but eventually they'll catch on yeah. when you when you create new boundaries. Yeah. Yep, they'll figure it out or they'll they'll be there or they won't be there after you've created <laughs> your boundaries. Oh man. Well, I think that kind of just wraps up our conversation beautifully. Yes, it does. Awesome. Well, all right. All right. See you later. See you later. Thank you so much for joining us today. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not intended to replace professional medical advice or mental health services. If you are in a mental health crisis, please call the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988 or 911. Did today's episode of Perspectively Yours hit the spot? It would mean the world to us if you'd show us some love with these three effortless ways to help your fave podcast thrive. First up, the most important, never miss an episode by following or subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Just head over to our show page, tap the plus sign and select follow. Next, leave us a shiny five-star rating and review on your podcast platform. Your feedback helps us make each episode better and better. Last but not least, share your favorite episode with a friend. The power of word of mouth is undeniable, and we would be over the moon if you spread the love about Perspectively Yours. Before we let you go, here's a fun fact. We met through Beauty Counter, our favorite clean beauty brand, and are both brand advocates. If you've been looking for safer products that actually give you results, you can get 20% off your first purchase with the code CLEANFORALL20. Don't forget to follow us each on Instagram at Ms. underscore Samantha Kehoe and Alexis dot the nourished beginnings. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to check out the show notes for any resources we mentioned. Thank you for being here. We are grateful for your support and love. Mm-hmm.